Hello, everyone. Welcome to Real Talk. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Jackson Kim Murphy. Uh, I am a film beat for the Daily Californian. And with me today, I have... I'm Maisie Menzies. I'm the arts editor of the Daily Californian. I'm Anaga Komaragari. I'm former film beat and current assistant arts editor in the arts department here at the Daily Cal. Uh, Real Talk is the podcast for the arts and entertainment department of the Daily Cal. Uh, where we talk about reels. Real talk is like movies, movie reels, film reels. Uh, and it is a wonderful week for movies this week. Uh, the biggest the biggest week of the year, uh, it's Oscars week. Oscar night is Sunday. Uh, we got a big old lineup to discuss. Um, we're going to go through the nominees so fast, so furious, which was not nominated because <laughs> uh, they didn't release a movie last year. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw in theaters August. Anyways, um, so we're going to talk through all the nominees. We're going to give our predictions. We're going to give maybe our favorites. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, are we ready? We're going to go so quick. Yeah, you guys go. got anything to say? No, I'm good. Let's go. I'm ready. This Sunday show is going to be ridiculous. It's going to be ridiculous. Queen and Adam Lambert are performing and it's going to, you know, they're going to sing We Will Rock You at the beginning. Bet on that. Bet all your money on that. Uh, okay. First up, we're going to start a supporting actor, just like the Oscars do. The nominees are Mahershala Ali, Green Book, Adam Driver, Black Klansman, Sam Elliott, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Rockwell, Vice, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali has won pretty much every precursor. He is... He has sweeped, I think, every single precursor, actually, which no other acting category has done. He's pretty much a lock, which is very surprising because he won two years ago for Moonlight. But here we are. Yeah, um, Mahershali will take this most likely. I wouldn't be surprised if just because the Academy is like it's very on brand. Uh, if Sam Rockwell took God, it, that'd be crazy. even though he was like, I mean, but they did the same thing when um, Anne Hathaway was nominated for Lame She was in it for two minutes, and yeah, they were like, Yeah, she shaved her hair. Let's good give it to her. Lamest. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that Richard E. Grant is um, just deserves a shout out because yeah. that performance is really good, and he he's just it was a fun character. Him, and Melissa McCarthy are great. Yeah, but yeah, Mahershala will take this. Um, follow Richard E. Grant on Twitter. That's all I can say. Um, and Mahershala Ali will win this award. Yep. Uh, Richard E. Grant has been the only person in all of award season who looks like he's having fun during it, uh, which is cool. I think Sam Elliott should have an Oscar. I like to romanticize that. I think he's great in A Star is Born. He's probably my favorite of the nominees, actually. But uh, it's fine. Adam Driver will get his due one day. Sam Rockwell is in Vice for 90 seconds. That's it. <laughs> Next up is Best Supporting Actress. Uh, nominees are Amy Adams in Vice, Marina de Tavera in Roma, Regina King, If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone, The Favorite, Rachel Weitz, The Favorite. Uh, it's almost been a clean sweep for Regina King and If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, Rachel Weitz took the BAFTA, uh, but Regina King was not up for that award. And also, Rachel Weitz is British. So that checks out that the British... Academy would want to reward a British person. Uh, I think Regina King will take this. Um, yeah, I think Regina King will take this too. It's This is a category that I'm pretty satisfied with the nominees. Um, I love Amy Adams, but she's only up here because she does Shakespeare. Uh, um, Marina de Tavira, uh, that's great that she's here. She won't win, but it's really good representation. I think both the girls from The Favorite are amazing. They do a really good job, but Regina King deserves this award, I think. 
Yeah. Um, I of the two actresses nominated for the favorite would love to see Rachel Weiss win um, because she's British and Emma Stone is not. Um, but I think that of all the actresses that Regina King, um, this is Regina King's award to lose. I think that when she's been nominated, she's won for the most part, except for the BAFTA and the SAG. Um, but that being said, it's it's anyone's game. Yeah. Regina King will win. She's so good in Beale Street. She's also not in it that much. She's honestly like not even top five for me in that movie, but like Regina King should have an Oscar because she's killer. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. We're moving on to Best Adapted Screenplay. The nominees are The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star Is Born, uh this is i think the strongest well maybe not the strongest this is one of the strongest categories i think uh i think they're all good yeah i think this is a strong category um i would love to see if beale street could talk win um i think that it could considering uh it's not nominated for a ton um this could be the award that it takes um i think it's really interesting that the ballad of buster scruggs is here um i thought it was a fun movie so like um yeah like cool that it's nominated don't think it should win um i my whole thing is that star is born should not be nominated it is adapted from three other screenplays and that doesn't make any sense that like they didn't have to work that hard he they just well, had to change the lines they just had to change the lines <laughs> they just had to write dialogue it's not it's not that hard <laughs> to write dialogue <laughs> yeah i stand by that i will say it again and again i know it sounds ridiculous but that shouldn't be nominated three screenplays is too many predecessors um i would also love to see if beale street could talk um barry jenkins is amazing james baldwin is amazing um the film is amazing and this is a great place to see it recognized um but i also think that the award could go to black klansman um recognizing spike lee for his adaptation of um this novel black Landsman, would be i think an incredible and again an incredible place to recognize that movie yeah i think spike lee kind of has this in the bag can you ever forgive me one at the uh, the writers guild um i don't know that's a movie about a writer <laughs> i don't know i it's a good screenplay nicole Holof center uh shout out watch the land of steady habits on netflix she's great she directed that one um it's a good screenplay can you ever forgive me i think they just want to give an oscar to spike lee and they want him on that stage so i think spike lee will win Ooh. best original screenplay the favorite first reformed green book roma vice uh. um i would like to see the favorite take this um i don't think it will um i would also i wouldn't mind seeing first reform take this as well um i think that roma will probably win this award um but yeah i definitely i i see that there's this is not as strong as adapted screenplay definitely there's some weird nominees in here like vice yeah um I would also love to see the favorite win best original screenplay. I think the dialogue and um, the story itself, I think, is the strongest part of that film. I also think that it's unfortunate that we are recognizing Green Book in this category with mm. all the controversy surrounding it, especially given that it was directed. It's a film about race 
directed by three white men. Um, one of them who happens to be the son of the lead character. Um, so I think that's also interesting. Um, it's also not a film that took into consideration um, uh, addressing the family of Donald Shirley, who's one of the lead characters, again, in the film. Um, and so I think the controversy surrounding it disqualifies me from even considering this for the award. But yeah, I think it's the favorites. Yeah, Green Book is a movie about a white driver and a black pianist, and they learn to be friends. And that's a fine concept for a movie, I think. Like, you can make a movie about that tastefully, possibly. Uh, Nick Vallelonga is the son of the lead character portrayed by Viggo Mortensen in the film, Tony Lip Vallelonga, and it is based off of basically what Tony Lip Vallelonga told his son about his employer. Uh, it's they, It claims to be based off a true story. It's kind of based off bedtime stories. Um, Nick Vall... I mean... Yeah, and then after it was released, the Don Shirley estate came forward and said, uh, a, they called it a symphony of lies. Um, so the screenplay was not well-founded, I think. I don't think it should win. I think it has a solid chance at winning. I think the favorite will win overall because it is a weird movie, and the Academy likes to think weird is like that. And they put that in a screenplay, and that's it. We're not going to give that picture. Uh, we're going to run through all of the craft categories and some other categories and we're trying to get it quickly get through them as quickly as possible we do want to acknowledge these things unlike the academy they didn't want to acknowledge these things uh but we're going to uh so first off well thinking speaking of things that i think we shouldn't acknowledge we're going to do all three short uh short categories best documentary short subject best live action short film and best animated short film uh i assume none of us have seen these yeah no i haven't Except for Bao. Yeah, well, we'll, t we'll talk Bao. Um, yeah, let's do it. Oh, we haven't seen these, but I'm going to run through names and we'll just guess uh, which sounds the coolest. Because honestly, probably parts of the Academy also do that. Um, best documentary short subject, Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat in all caps, uh, A Night at the Garden, and Period, End of Sentence. Period end of sentence has to win. Like <laughs> that name. There's it just has to. It just has to. I don't know what it's about, um, but I want to watch it just based off of what it's called. So period end of sentence is going to win. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. There are periods also in the title. It's period, period, end of sentence, period. Um, they just want you to really remember that. Now, actually, I'm going to go lifeboat because it's in all caps. So it's like <laughs> lifeboat. Uh <laughs> Best live action short film, Detainment, Fauve, Marguerite, Mother, and Skin. Just based off of the picture that's on the Hollywood Reporter Wait, you're looking website. at pictures? I'm yeah, just looking, we're at, looking at titles. At pictures. You're, you're cheating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giving ourselves a little insight. I'm going to go with Fauve. <laughs> it seems about right. Uh, I'm going to go with Skin. Again, I don't know what it's about. I think it's because I just watched uh, Silence of the Lambs again <laughs> recently. Ooh. So it's now just a good memory. Movie. Um, yeah, but I don't know what it's about. Again, skin. I hope that wins. It's about some skin. Um, my parents saw these. They told me four of them are about like kids in danger that might be killed. Like very like emotional sledgehammer, manipulative bullshit. And Marguerite's apparently the only one without that. And I think I'll win because it's like a fun, ooh, which, ooh, like this changed things up at this screening of all five. 
Uh, so Marguerite will win, in my opinion. Best animated short film, Animal Behavior. Bow, Late Afternoon. One Small Step, Weekends. Yeah, Bow's going to win. Bow's going to win. It's a Pixar movie. Yeah, if Bow doesn't win, I won't know what's happening anymore. So, Bow. I think it's really good that um, Dami Shi is being, like, recognized here as the, director? the first female yeah, yeah first female director um to be nominated in this category so yeah give it to her, give it to her that's please. cool uh yeah i'm happy w- i like the narrative around bow i don't like that uh bow gets eaten uh it scares me <laughs> it's like hereditary <laughs> <laughs> i thought that i thought that um bow the actual story and everything behind it was also really touching so i would love seeing it win uh, read our culture shot about Bao. Um, it's really good. Now we're entering the gauntlet. We're going to do a ton of craft categories and some other categories. And we're trying. We're going to try and get through them quick, but uh, we want to get through them all because we're crazy. Uh, best makeup and hairstyling. Border. Mary Queen of Scots. Vice. What do you guys got? <laughs> Vice is going to win probably just because like, you know, Christian Bale's whole character revolves around the fact that he's fat. Well, um, he did gain the weight. Oh yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. Um, but, but he just has like to wear hats. Even and stuff. yeah, he <laughs> he wears those Bald gla- caps. He wears those glasses. Um, I do think that Mary Queen of Scots has a chance though because chickenpox. Yeah, it's just like everybody likes their um, period pieces. Yeah, you know, you got to get that perm going for those looks. Yeah. Yeah, I think Vice is somewhat of a period piece, not a period <laughs> piece. In, Fourteen in, um, years ago, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, but it does. I do think that the. Um, like makeup and hairstyling are done really well. I think that they help convey the characters beyond just Christian Bale's performance as Dick Cheney. I think that um, the other characters in the film, the other real life personas that they're portraying are all elevated because of it. Anyways, best costume design is next. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Mary Queen of Scots. Thoughts? I would love more than life itself for Mary Poppins Returns to win. Oh, just, really? Is that your favorite? <laughs> just, you know, it would for just fun or? it would just be so funny. It would just be the cherry on top of this award season. That being said, I think Black Panther will win. If not, the favorite will take this award yeah. um, just because it's crazy. The costumes are crazy, but Black Panther kind of deserves it. Yeah, I think um, in terms of something that's innovated and not just recreated like a period piece or something like Mary Poppins, um, I think that Black Panther, the costume is is done incredibly. Um, I really think that uh, it helps add to the world building that is makes up so much of that movie. Um, so yeah, I think this is um, this should go to Black Panther, but I could also see the favorite taking it. Yeah, the favorite I think is there because it, I mean, it has a lot of respect in the Academy. It has 10 nominations and it's period. It is about a queen of England. Like the Academy loves that. And there's a lot of, like there's a lot of dresses and a lot of like fun other costumes. Like they love that. I think it's down between the favorite and Black Panther. Black Panther I think has more momentum here. Has more of a narrative here in terms of how the costumes like real help realize this world of Wakanda. Um, I would prefer Black Panther, but I, mean, I think I'm actually going to predict the favorite. All right, next we're on uh, best sound editing and best sound mixing, the two sound awards. Uh, just. As a little, uh, just a, f- uh, I don't know, just to distinguish these two things, because, you know, it's a little inside baseball. Uh, best sound editing is about, like, the creation of these sounds, getting these sounds, 
like the individual sounds of movies and best sound mixing is about putting it all together and uh shay yeah 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 editing comes before mixing anyway the nominees for best sound editing are black panther bohemian rhapsody first man a quiet place roma uh, I think A Quiet Place is going to win this. It is its only nomination. Thank the Lord. What a stinky movie. Uh, what a bad movie. I think it'll win because that's the whole concept of the movie. It's about noise. It's about how you can't make noise, so the noises that are there, ooh, they got to be special. So give this sound editing. All right. Not all of us hate uh, A Quiet Place as much as Jackson does. Um, but I actually <laughs> I, I actually thought that A Quiet Place was um, a fine movie. I thought it was entertaining. But I think that sound editing would be a great place to recognize it. Um, I saw a YouTube video about uh, how they helped create the sounds of like the monsters in that movie. And apparently they um, they took grapes um, put a taser to it and they took the sound of the buzz created from that slowed down and like the static that it makes slowed it down and then used that as the the monsters like screech That's um, cool. and then they also like used celery stock bending and whatnot to to create the field noises but anyway I think just by sheer the fact that they advertise that on like a whole YouTube interview and like feature and everything I think would be cool to see that recognized. I also think it's ironic to see it recognized in this category. So it's a quiet place. Yeah, perfect. The perfect shriek. I also think that a quiet place should be disqualified from winning this award considering that quiet is in the name. But um, I think that Bohemian Rhapsody could win. I don't think that it's going to. I think a quiet place will. But you know, Bohemian Rhapsody could take it. It's maybe. I think it should be disqualified because it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Best sound mixing is next. Uh, the nominees are almost the same. Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, A Star is Born, Take Out a Quiet Place, Put in a Star is Born, same field. I think it's going to be Bohemian Rhapsody because they are mixing a lot of different vocals in there. They have a little bit of Rami Malek's voice. They have Freddie Mercury's voice. They have an, like an impersonator slash impressionist of Freddie Mercury that they hired. And they're mixing all that together and making a, a movie that we'll talk about later. Yeah, I really don't want Bohemian Rhapsody to win anything. <laughs> that being said... Showing I your hand, Macy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could easily win um, sound mixing. I think that it's only real competition here is A Star is Born, um, just because they're both like musical and singing and stuff. But yeah, I think Bohemian Rhapsody will take this. Yeah, um, I think that typically the traditional Hollywood movie musical wins best sound mixing. And of the five of these, even if we do have Bohemian Rhapsody, I think that A Star is Born is that movie. So I think that... Um, because music is such a constant integral part of it um, and helps carry the narrative instead of just making it, I think that A Star is Born is going to take this award. All music. Bet on music. Uh, next is documentary feature, which I'm trying to find on the Wikipedia page right now. There it is. Best documentary feature. The nominees are Free Solo, Hale County This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap, of Fathers and Sons and RBG. That stands for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. If there's a little fun fact for you guys. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I liked RBG, but I would like to see Minding the Gap win. I also think it would be really interesting to see it win, considering that it's streaming on Hulu. Um, it's a cool movie. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a really good movie. Showing up, Bampa. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For the documentary. Yeah. 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 Uh, series. It's good. Yeah. Um, I think that typically this category goes for the commercial documentaries that everyone has heard of. Yeah. This year, that wasn't the case, um, except for RBG, perhaps. But I also think that Minding the Gap should win this. Um, it would be really cool to see it win. Uh, production design. The nominees for Best Production Design are Black Panther, The Favorite, First Man, Mary Poppins, Returns, Roma. Um, I think The Favorite will probably win. Uh, I could see First Man weirdly taking this or Black Panther, but I think The Favorite will take this just because like period pieces and it's like old and stuff. I also think that The Favorite is going to take this. Again, I love the world building in Black Panther, so I would love to see that win, but by virtue of it being a, a period piece and a, a really well-made one at that, um, visually it's it's a great film to look at and creative, and I think that a favorite, The, the Favorite is going to win. Uh, yeah, I think The Favorite will probably win because it's period and same justification for costumes. Uh, I think Roma has a shot because that movie is so forward about everything it's putting in the frame and in the environment, and it's so complex and layered about those environments that 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 sheer virtue of that I think might force its way through. Uh, First Man's so cool. They did production design for the moon. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you make the moon? Uh, and they did old spaceships, and I think that's cool. I like First Man a lot. But we're moving on to foreign language film. The nominees are the nominees for foreign language film are Capernaum from Lebanon, Cold War from Poland, Never Look Away from Germany, Roma, Mexico, Shoplifters, Japan. Uh, it's probably Roma, right? Roma's the, uh, it's nominated for Best Picture. These other guys aren't. Yeah, I think the only reason that Roma might not win is because it's nominated for Best Picture, so people might nominate something else uh, for this award, but I do think Roma has like a clear shot for this. Yeah, considering um, Cold War was also nominated in the Best Director category, I think it shows that the Academy did definitely find favor with this film. So if there's a spoiler, it's probably Cold War. But um, yeah, yeah. If I Roma doesn't win, it's Roma. them being like, "Oh well, it, we're giving it Best Picture, so let's give something else that." And that would require like coordination. So it seems unlikely. Um, yeah. Next up, Best Animated Feature Film. The nominees are Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's probably Spider-Verse. That's like the critics' favorite. That's the only movie with any momentum going into this ceremony, right? Yeah, that's my favorite too. I think that the way it plays with different like styles, um, I think it's really true to the comic book. Um, I also think that the diversity that it represents and the different characters is really interesting um, and really just powerful. Um, but I, I also could see Incredibles 2 sneaking in. I yeah. don't think it will. I mean, it's a Pixar, but yeah. I don't think it will, but yeah. I think Spider-Verse will take this, and rightfully so. Yeah. I think from a representational and a creative and a narrative standpoint, um, Into the Spider-Verse was one of the best films that I saw last year. And um, because of that, I think that it 100% deserves and deserves to win and will win this award. Um, I think that Incredibles 2 has the Finding Dory syndrome of being a subpar Pixar sequel. So I don't think it'll, it'll win. I don't think it had the same kind of momentum either, especially considering both come from Disney. Um, I think that Spider-Man has more momentum and it's just more likely to win on Sunday. Uh, okay, next up is visual effects, which is always a little bit of a crazy race, like Ex Machina won, like an indie movie from three years ago. 
here are the nominees, though. There are no indie movies nominated this year. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo, A Star Wars Story. I mean, fortunately, Avengers Infinity War will probably win this, but I think Ready Player One might deserve to win it just because... Um, if nothing else, like I didn't like that movie, but I do think that the visuals are really interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see it winning. Yeah, I'm down to see Avengers win this one. Um, again, I think it'll be cool to see it win. Endgame is coming out pretty soon, so it'll create some more buzz. Um, not that they need it, but I also think that Ready Player One is probably the deserving winner. Ready Player One's crazy. Uh, the mocap is insane. Half that movie's in freaking mocap. It is. The design of it is bonkers. Uh, First Man's great. They go to space. Uh, Christopher Robin. That's a fun nomination for this little category. They're all little guys, and they're all tactile and furry and fun. Uh, Infinity War, Thanos's chin looks chapped. <laughs> That's all I got. It's going to win. It's going to win. Uh, I don't Thanos agree with it. Purple. Read my review on the Daily Cal. Uh, next up is Best film editing and the nominees are black klansman bohemian rhapsody the favorite green book vice um i would like to see black klansman or the favorite win i think they both do a really good job i think the favorite does like fun editing i think black klansman does more like technical editing really well um i do think vice will get this because there's so much editing and it cuts from weird stuff like butterfly knives to uh sam rockwell as george bush to a fish in a lake so it's just bound to kind of win this i assume yeah i think the timeline cuts also in vice just make it really intense the editing is really visible so it's also more likely to win um yeah. that being said the editing in black Klansman is one of the best parts of that movie it has done so well so creatively and in a way that truly bridges um actual events again the documentary footage uh with the narrative of the film itself and i think that that is something that's really powerful so again the editing helps helps make it feel more like a Spike Lee movie because it is one. Um, and I think that that helps get the message of the film across. Black Klansman, I think, is the clear best of these nominees, uh, how it integrates documentary footage through its editing, how uh, there's like this gorgeous crossfading of faces while listening to a speaker for the Black Liberation Movement give a speech. Uh, which is like heavenly and strange and like Greek theatery, and I think it gives it gravitas. There's some phenomenal cross cutting in that movie, um, but it's going to be Vice because Vice has the most conspicuous editing and it has the most editing. And if you watch the Oscars and you change best to most, everything starts to make a lot more sense. Um, best, speaking of most, best cinematography is next. Uh, the nominees are Cold War, The Favorite. Never Look Away, it's back. Roma, <laughs> A Star is Born. Um, I think that, I don't know, I would like to see the favorite win this. Um, I don't think it will. I think Roma will probably take this category. A Star is Born could also win. I mean, the shots of like their stage-like things is really, really good. But yeah, I would like to see the favorite win. I don't think it will. Um, I also think that Roma is going to win... Um, 
Cold War is also nominated in this category, so I can't just use my argument that the Academy loves a good black and white film, uh, especially especially when, of course, color film exists. So um, I, I think that the, the black and white in Roma helps um, present the narrative in a really personal and sort of reflective manner. So I think that it's purposeful. I think that Quaron is able to get his message across, especially being in control of his own cinematography. So I feel like, it's probably Roma's award to lose. Um, my favorite's A Star is Born. Matthew Boutique's great. He's a great cinematographer. He got arrested for fighting someone after an interview recently. So maybe he shouldn't win an award, but um, I think he makes that movie feel intimate yet cosmic. It is insane, his, the, the accomplishments of that movie. Uh, but it's going to be Roma. And usually these uh, like these uh, craft awards, they can be very insular and very nosy. Not nosy, but like stingy. And so the fact that Alfonso Cuaron is here and he's not a cinematographer, but they're still like, yeah, you're, you're good. Like, like jocks, like being to a nerd, like, Hey, you're kind of cool. Um, yeah. The fact that he's here and Roma's showing well across the whole nomination field, he'll probably win. There are a lot of long takes. It's black and white. Uh, next up, best original score, black Panther, black Klansman. If Beale Street could talk, Isle of Dogs, Mary Poppins returns. I would like to see if Beale Street could talk when that being said, I think it would be really cool for Black Panther to get nominated or to not get nominated, but to take this award. But yeah, I think if Beale Street could talk or Black Panther, hopefully. Yeah, um, I think that Bertel's score for If Beale Street Could Talk is one of the best parts of that film. Um, I think it is truly on its own just an incredible standalone score. Um, it not only complements the actual film itself and really threads the whole movie together, but I think that it's something that you could listen to separately and it will stand the test of time, which I think is what the ideal movie score does. Um, I also think that Black Panther, Black Klansman, and Beale Street all have beautiful scores. I would be a fan of seeing any of them win, um, but yeah, Beale Street is what should and hopefully will win for me. I think Black Panther is going to win. It's got themes and the Academy likes themes. They like, Ooh, this is recognizable. Ooh, motifs. Um, not to say that the Black Panther score is bad. It's quite great. I would love for it to win. And I think that is ultimately, ultimately what will push it over. Uh, that said, Nicholas Bertel's score for a field streak at talk is what a work of art that is. That would also be a deserving winner, if not more so. I love that score so much. I listen to it all the time. Uh, next up, best original song, all the stars from Black Panther, I'll Fight from RBG, The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns, uh, Shallow from A Star is Born, and When a Cowboy Trades the Spurs for Wings, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, it's shallow, right? We done? <laughs> it, it's shallow, but I would like to acknowledge that All the Stars is a really good song. It is. has my heart. She can, I want her to be my mom. And I also think that the Black Panther soundtrack should have been nominated or should have like won at the Grammys, but mm. it didn't. So this is my platform of being mad about that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I think that All the Stars is a bop. I think that it's a great way to recognize an amazing soundtrack um, curated by Kendrick. Uh, I think that Again, the soundtrack wasn't really recognized as much as it should have been at the Grammys. And so I think that this would be a great place to recognize the song. Um, but yeah, I also think that this, like, there's almost no way that Shallow is yeah. losing. I also think that the criminal snub from A Star is Born is not 
Bradley Cooper's directing. But in fact, why did you do that? The song uh, that Ali performs at SNL, yeah. which it's a is, good song. is a great song. It's a really, yeah. it's a bop. It's a bop, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's the best song in the movie, not going to lie. Uh, Shell's probably going to win it. It's been inescapable for six months. Not to say that's bad. It's a good song. Uh, at the same time, if all the stars won, that'd be such a capper on A Star Is Born just winning less and less awards as the season went on. Uh, yeah. Except for, except for the born. one that's born. Right. Uh, that's um, so nice. <laughs> wow. Anyways, we're moving on to actress in a leading role. The nominees are Yelitsa Aparicio, Roma, Glenn Close, The Wife, a movie we've all seen, and Love. Olivia Coleman, The Favorite. Lady Gaga, Starsborn, Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? This is Glenn Close's career Oscar, baby. I I don't believe in career Oscars, so I, I really don't want Glenn Close to win this. That being said, it's hers to lose. Um, I think giving the award to Yalitza would be amazing just for Latinx representation in this category. Um, that being said, I don't I know she won't get it. Um Olivia Coleman's good too, but it it's gonna go to Glenn Close, even though no one saw this movie, except for the my mom majority of the people in this room. <laughs> my mom saw it twice. Um, yeah, I watched I watched The Wife on a flight. Let's uh, talk about The Wife. So, Let's wife talk. Uh, <laughs> honestly, it's it's a movie. It exists. Christian Slater is in it. Christian you know? Slater it does not know what to do Christian in that Slater's movie. Christian Slater's in it anyway. Um, Glenn Glenn Close. This is this is as I like to think of it. What um, still Alice was for Julianne Moore, which was a movie that was deliberately made to get its lead actress um, her career Oscar. Yeah, it's not for anything else. It's yeah. just for this one nomination. It's not nominated anywhere else. Yeah, and that's fine because Glenn Close rules, and she's yeah. gonna give a killer speech like she did at the Globes. Yeah, and that's fine. Best actor: Christian Bale, Vice, Bradley Cooper, A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, Viggo Mortensen, Green Book. I just want to start by talking about Bradley Cooper, who has been a real trooper. Again, boo career Oscars. Um, also, I good in the movie. I don't like Bradley Cooper. Um, okay. And <laughs> also, I like his character is just drunk, and like I, I, as someone who is just not an actor, I don't think it's very hard to play. Oh, that. oh, oh! <laughs> I feel like I highly disagree. You, you it get, is impossible you to play drunk. You get some like some quirks in there and it's just the it plays itself that's not true <laughs> that being said, at all <laughs> i think rami malik will take this uh he wears fake teeth so yep. you know he's guaranteed this win he sings songs we like um yeah <laughs> i would just like to address that timothy chalamet should be here um well, and if not here he should supporting, be supporting right I know I kind of i think he was a co-lead in that film i don't know why it was even a supporting thing but I think he should be nominated in general. He took a really serious topic and handled it really like amazingly. And I don't think that that can be said about any of the other actors supporting or leads he's that play, Bradley Cooper is playing an alcoholic. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I just, I, I still just think that like the storyline of even if we're not talking about Bradley Cooper, like compared to someone like Viggo Mortensen or even Willem Dafoe, even though I th I'm sure he did a great job. <laughs> None of us have seen that at Gate. We just want to clarify that. I'm going to try and see it before Sunday, but I yeah. love Willem Dafoe. I just, I, I, I think that what 
Timothy Chalamet did with that role is really important. And it's, it's a real kind of hit that it's not being recognized. Yeah. Um, I'll second that. I loved Timothy Chalamet and Beautiful Boy. I also think it was a co-lead performance. Again, I wish that it was nominated, at least in supporting, but um, deserved recognition. But anyway, um, shout out to Willem Dafoe. And cool guy. His, Probably his should have won last year. His performance as Vincent Van Gogh. Um, love the both of them. Uh, have not seen this movie. Um, Viggo Mortensen is doing nothing more than playing someone with an Italian-American accent from New York. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's not necessarily the best. It's not the hardest performance here. Um, my personal favorite of the five is probably Bradley Cooper. Um, I really wanted Christian Bale to win before I actually saw Vice. And then I watched it and I realized, um, not for this one. Please, please give this man his best actor Oscar soon. Um, but, yeah, I think that Rami Malek is going to win, which I hate. Um, I love Queen. I love Freddie Mercury. I cannot believe that this is the performance that is going to win Best Actor. Like everyone was denying it for months that it was happening, and now we're all like, okay, he's gonna win. He's won most of the awards coming into this. Uh, he has teeth. I think it's such a bad performance. We'll talk about that later when we talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I like Vigo best. Uh, I want Bradley to win the most. Neither will happen. Vigo is giving a comedic performance in that movie that that movie does not really, I think, know how to use to its maximum uh, uh, capacity for humor because uh, that movie doesn't want to be a comedy. It wants to be a drama, and that's, I think, its uh, its fatal flaw. But Vigo's hilarious in it. Uh, he folds a pizza in half and eats it. He eats his way through that whole goddamn movie. <laughs> he eats so much food. He's doing the same thing Christian Bale did, but he's funny, uh, which is harder. Um, uh, anyway, we're on to Best Director. Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Pavel Pawlikowski, Cold War, Yorgos Lanthimos, the favorite. Alfonso Coron, Roma, Adam McKay, Vice. It's Coron, right? That's a lock. Yeah, it's definitely Coron. Um, Spike Lee deserves this award. Yeah. Um, he's just not even in a career Oscar sense. He deserves it because Black Klansman is probably the best. The yeah, the best movie here. Um, that being said, I love Yorgos, and if they gave it to him, I wouldn't be mad. You wouldn't hear anything from me. I would be like, okay. Yeah, um, I'd love to see Spike Lee win. Um, he's he's been done dirty by the Academy so many times, and so he's talked times. about it. He has talked about it. Um, but yeah, I think that it would be wonderful to see Spike Lee win. But I think that Quaron is pretty much a lock, which I'm not mad at. I think that Roma is a beautiful film. It's his film through and through, and I think that um, Quaron winning is justified. Yeah, it's uh, you can feel the rigor in that film. You can feel, and I don't. I mean, like I'm just making an observation. We'll talk about Roma. I'm trying to make an observation here, but like you can feel the challenge and technical expertise behind that film. It is a technical achievement, Roma. And Alfonso Cuarón has run everything up to this point, and he'll probably win. As much as I like to see Spike Lee win, and none of these other people win. Anyway, we're at Best Picture. And we're going to try and get through these really quick. So we're going to time these. And we only get to talk for 25 seconds each about each of these nominees. We ranked all of them. And then we aggregated the ranking. And we're going to talk about them from the bottom up. Maisie, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I'll go first. All right. Maisie, 
Talk about Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody sucks. Um, this is a really bad movie, especially when you're someone who really likes Queen and we're super excited for this. And then it was this movie. It's just a major bummer. It's also worth noting that Brian Singer, who wasn't nominated for Best Director, um, is wasn't nominated, but like Bohemian Rhapsody is still here. And he just like multiple allegations of sexual misconduct have come out against him. So... This movie winning, which is possible, would be really disappointing, especially since last year the Me Too movement was so prominent. But specifically in terms of this movie, it's literally just about Rami Malek and his fake teeth. Um, it sucks. It's just, in general, a really disappointing film. All right. Um, I think that Bohemian Rhapsody is just... And Injustice. Um, I watched this movie on opening day. Queen is my favorite band. I was so looking forward to it. I was following it um, from the moment it was announced. Um, and I was disappointed as a fan of Queen. And I know people love Queen's music. That's why Queen is performing. That being said, it literally was an adaptation of the Freddie Mercury section of Queen's Wikipedia page. Not good. It's the worst thing I saw last year, and I watched the Denise D'Souza documentary where the poster is uh, the face-off poster, but it's a Trump and Lincoln. Um, anyways, this movie sucks. Uh, there's a scene where they're fighting, and then the bass player plays another one, bites the dust, and that makes them stop fighting. Uh, the whole thing looks like it takes place in the afterlife. It's lit terribly. It's overlit. Uh, what a bad movie. That shouldn't be here, but we'll talk about its prospects later. Anyways, next, Green Book. Um, Green Book, I just, it's, it's not even this movie that I have a problem with, but everything surrounding it, it's just, it's kind of ignorant. Um, if it was a movie that, or you like kind of oriented itself as like, oh, like I'm going to be this movie totally outside of like political relevancy, then maybe it would have been okay. But the fact that it like pretends to be like connected to the politics of today is really just like problematic. Yeah, um, I've hated Green Book since, again, before I watched it, uh, since Peter Farrelly won this Golden Globe for Best Comedy and said that, you know, we all just need to try to get along. Um, and I really think that this movie thinks that just getting along and being friends is the key to solving racism. Um, as a movie on its own, it's entertaining, but as a Best Picture winner, it's not worthy of being up here. Yeah, I think it'd be an atrocious Best Picture winner. I don't want to be a Green Book apologist because I think whenever that movie tries to be a drama and tries to be political and tries to tackle like race relations, uh, it sucks and it's bad. And there's like a not all cops coda that is totally unnecessary. That said, I think it's very funny. It has good jokes sometimes. And I think the chemistry between Vigo and Mahershala is really good. Uh, it shouldn't win. It sucks. It, it would suck if it would win. The narrative around it is toxic but it's fine Vice. at the same time. Next up is Vice, Adam McKay's Vice. Um, I was a really big fan of The Big Short, and I think that Adam McKay tried to do the same thing that he did here and just did it really poorly. Um, I think that the theatrics and the little like quirks um, that he uses um, are just over, it's too much, it's like excess. Um, you could take everything that was unnecessary out of that film and it would be 10 minutes. Um, that being said, uh, it's fine. Christian Bale's fine. There's some funny parts, but, you know, it's not worth being here. 
Yeah, I think Vice is a film that tries really hard to take some sort of stance, but at the end of the day doesn't really have anything to say. And it's really cool subject matter. It's really recent in the general public's memory. But yeah, I think it just ends up coming short for the most part beyond Christian Bale's performance as Dick Cheney. Most of the other performances are just impressions of political figures that we've all known for the past few decades. And um, because of that, I just don't think it's a solid follow up to McKay's previous work. Uh, I think Vice is a movie that has absolutely nothing to say. I think it is all performative outrage, and I think that's dangerous because I think performative outrage on the left has helped stoke extremism on the right. Uh, I think this movie is toxic and dumb, and uh, I learned nothing about Dick Cheney except that he's bad, which we knew. There's a scene where they turn into Macbeth and Lady Macbeth and speak Shakespeare, and it uh, we're just supposed to like think that's like riveting or insight insightful. Uh, what a bad movie. Uh, what a bad movie. Next up, Black Panther. Um, Black Panther was good. I'm glad it's here. Um, it deserves a nomination. That being said, um, I, I don't think it should win. Um, it's, it was a little slow for me and I don't think that that's necessarily a popular opinion, but I understand that it like is really important and it does a lot for just the genre in general, um, and representation, um, there's some little things like Martin Freeman that I would do without, but other than that, it, it deserves to be here. Yeah. I think, um, Black Panther is really held by the confines of the Disney Marvel format. Um, that being said, I think that it actually had the most to say, um, on race, on philosophy for that matter of fact of any movie last year. And so I think that I'm so, so excited to see a movie like this, a blockbuster superhero movie nominated for Best Picture. It's really revolutionary um, in terms of cinema and in terms of the content. So yeah, shout out to Black Panther. Okay, um, every year there's a movie I see early on that will, that's getting awards attention. I'm like, I don't know. And then by the end of the award season, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good movie. Uh, that, like last year, that was Dunkirk. Uh, this year, it's Black Panther, a movie I wasn't necessarily riveted by in theaters. I like its imagination. I like its realization of this world. I think it is too long. Um, and I mean, Marvel movies aren't for me, and this one is not for me uh, in a more pointed way. But very deserving to be here. Happy blockbusters are being made with personality. Uh, next up, The Favorite. Um, I love the favorite. I thought it was really good. Um, I I just like I like the the nomination going to like something that's fun and quirky. That being said, I also think it's great that this movie tricked white uh, straight couples into going to see a period piece, and then it ended up just being super queer. Um, I love the representation. I think the female cast does an amazing job. Um, just all around, it's it's a really fun movie. Yeah. Um. I think that the female representation in this movie is amazing. It's really entertaining. It's weird. Um, I also think that it's terrible, terrible representation of men is worth noting. Um, also, the fact that, I mean, yes, we wish that The Favorite was directed by a woman. Yorgos Lanthimos did a great job with it nonetheless. Um, but yeah, The Favorite is a weird sort of abstract sort of piece that belongs here it's a weird piece piece of the best picture puzzle yeah it's a weird movie that it's here compared to something like American Queen of Scotch which is like a more straightforward uh boring version of this kind of movie uh Yorgos Lanthimos is not a director I click with very much and I feel like he didn't write the script so he tried to shove his as many calling card formal moves as he could like the fisheye which I hated uh the fisheye lens uh but 
I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. I couldn't connect with it. I wish he would just make stupid movies instead of like Academy courting movies, but it's fine. I don't know. It's interesting that it's in the conversation. Next is Roma. So I have kind of a nuanced opinion about this. Um, and I just think that like, yeah, it's really great that <laughs> Latinx representation, that this is a Spanish language film nominated for best picture that will most likely win. That being said, I do think that not enough people are addressing the fact that this is a story of an indigenous woman being told from the lens of a wealthy affluent male. Um, I think that that's kind of problematic. I think that the first time that a Latinx like female story has been recognized in the best picture, picture uh, section being from the hands of a wealthy male is kind of an issue um, that being said if it won which it most likely will I wouldn't be disappointed I would be happy for Latinx representation Spanish language movies yeah um, yeah and everything that Maisie said about this movie is very real I think that um, Roma has a really solid chance of winning on Sunday um, and I think that not only is it not deserving I think it's very deserving of that win um I think that it's sort of the academy's compromise its apology in some way of making sure that the narrative surrounding this season's um awards are still positive at the end of the day they're still representational um rather than regressive and I think that this is a progressive step uh I'm not gonna bury the lead I don't like Roma <laughs> um I think it's protagonist Cleo played with like tremendously by Elisa Paricio but just gets totally lost in the shuffle of like this very immersive landscape that Coron's trying to create I feel like he's a boy playing with his toys of like sound mixing and all this cinematography and it's just this it's a technical achievement and I think it utterly fails as a drama I couldn't connect with it um that's all that's my take on Roma <laughs> next we have A Star is Born um, I liked A Star is Born. I thought it was really good. I went into it expecting to hate it because I hate Bradley Cooper, but I came out of it being really surprised with how much I liked it. Um, that being said, I think that it's just kind of, it, it's not as deserving as some of the other movies here, like Black Klansman. Um, but it, it's a really solid movie about like Hollywood and stardom. Yeah. Um, so I saw this movie approximately last night, uh, well after the novelty of seeing Lady Gaga act in a natural performance rubbed off. And uh, once I went into it really prepared, I couldn't get over the wall of seeing Lady Gaga perform as Ali. And as much as I loved the movie as a whole, Bradley Cooper's performance in it, I just felt like it wasn't as great as the hype leading up to it. So good movie, not my favorite. Uh, Star is Born is a deeply flawed, mostly sloppy movie. Uh, the second half kind of like falls into like these sort of rote examinations of show business. And I don't think that's really the movie's success. I think the movie's success is the intimate sweeping romance at the middle of it. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are so good. What a good movie. Reminded me of watching old movies with my parents. Um, I think it's a terrific movie. Finally, our consensus pick the number two on all of our lists, Black Klansman. I think Black Black Klansman, I would be really excited if this won. I don't think it will. But that being said, it does a really good job. All of the performances here are phenomenal. The storyline is really well-crafted, and it does a really good job of not giving any, like, 
um, sacrifices to the narrative. Um, I think that it's an important film. It deserves to be recognized. I'm glad it's here. I think Black Klansman is a film that leaves an immediate impact um, as soon as you walk out like me, like watching the theater. Um, I also think that it's in line with Spike Lee's filmmaking. He is a really, really important filmmaker who deserves to be recognized. Um, Yeah, and I think that a lot of elements of this movie are put together incredibly well. John David Washington's um, entry major performance is done incredibly. And I think that Black Klansman overall would be a deserving Best Picture winner. I want Spike Lee to win Best Picture one day. This is a good opportunity to do because I don't honestly feel strongly about anything in the field. Uh, Black Klansman is good. I'm confused by the narrative around it of like Spike's comeback because I don't think his work has ever gotten less interesting. Uh, if anything, I think it's interesting that the Academy is awarding Spike for a movie where it makes it obvious who you're supposed to root for against these very uh, unambiguously awful Ku Klux Klan members and by making the main character a cop. Uh, even though I don't think the movie's pro-cop, it recognizes that it's an imperfect mission that the main character's on. It's a good movie. Uh, I'm confused by the hype around it. But we would all want that to win. That's our best picture between us. But what's going to win, guys? Well, it's going to be Roma, right? Roma's going to win. That's unfortunate. I would like to shout out, sorry to bother you. Um, I wish it was here. I would just campaign for it all day, every day, in the rain, in the snow. I don't care. But it's not, um, which sucks. But Roma will win. Unfortunately, I do see Bohemian Rhapsody maybe taking this, which yeah. would just be a super big bummer. Yeah. Um, I feel like, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody, we've you know that we've all talked about it a lot we do not like this movie but i think the awards race this year is one that's between green book and roma one being the regressive hollywood pat itself on the back and one being the progressive hollywood pat itself on the back for being progressive um which is (laughs) it's it's a race that we've seen again and again in the last couple of years la la land moonlight three billboards shape of water i I guess shape of water water Um, but anyway that being said I think that's I think I think that's the that's the race this year and I of course sincerely hope that Roma wins I do see a world in which Green Book is best picture on Sunday night yeah well yoik's on boiks to that let's talk bohemian real quick let's talk bohemian rhapsody (laughs) just let's end on bohemian because it it's I think it stands a fair shot uh because of the way the preferential balloting works where you benefit if you're placed like second or third on ballots if you're at the top. Uh, and I think people like Queen, and maybe it's not their favorite of the bunch, but I think it's going to be up there. And I, the world's on fire. Who knows? <laughs> it might happen. I think it'd be really bad. It would be a serious problem statement for the Academy to acknowledge Bohemian Rhapsody as the winner of this year's Best Picture Award. Like, they would just not, it wouldn't be good. They shouldn't do that. They should try their very hardest to make sure that does not happen. Yeah. Um, I feel like if if the conversation surrounding Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't more than just, it's, it's a bad movie. If it was just a bad movie, I think it would be kind of funny to see yeah. it win on Sunday. But I think <laughs> seeing, I, I honestly, no, like, no, I agree. Crash won, Crash won the year Crash was nominated. Crash is crazy, And man. I think, um, I think that, all of that being said, I think that Bohemian Rhapsody winning on Sunday says a lot more about um, Hollywood's refusal to acknowledge yeah. um, 
things that go beyond the film itself, things that go beyond making money for movies itself and and actually um, impact the way movies are made. And so I I really hope that Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't win. That would be really sad. It's it's willful ignorance in name of Phantom. Yeah. It stinks. But at the same time, Rami Malek wears those fake teeth. He wears those fake teeth. He wears those teeth, and you know, if you can act in those teeth, you gotta be the best actor. You got right? it. Uh, he's bad in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, we're all tired. Uh, we're tired of Oscars, but we're still gonna watch them Sunday. This has been Real Talk. I'm Jackson Kim Murphy. I'm Maisie Menzies. I'm Anaga Komaragari. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> Um, I don't know if we have that. MJ cut that out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you so much for listening. And tune in another time, and we'll have something else for you. Not about awards. And please read our Oscars coverage. Yes, our Oscars coverage. Oscars week, we have a lot of articles coming out. It's going to be good. We'll be recapping the show as it happens. So hopefully watch and stay tuned for our verdict. Yep. We're working very hard. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. means a lot.